0: Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Tomatolito show once again and uh, I got a good one for you today the This is a special that I came across uh, a few years back, and I didn't recall a lot of detail behind it. I remember sitting through it. I don't think I finished it. I ended up skimming through and then uh and changing it. I don't think I found it as interesting as I did this recent time it i it, I came across it again and uh and it builds some excitement behind me. Maybe it's because of the times right now. Um, we're living good times right now. We're, we're starting to experience some good times in the middleweight division, uh, men's middleweight division, and the super middleweights. We we're have we just around the corner from seeing this big fight between Canelo and Callum Smith. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders just fought. Danny Jacobs just fought. Golovkin's about to fight the night before. Um Canelo, and he's game to be at either 160 or possibly move up to 168. So because of that, that seems to have inspired me to actually sit through this and actually appreciate what I was watching. Also, because of the recent Tyson and Roy Jones um, exhibition match that took place. So I sat through this. I If you haven't watched this, if you've watched this Give it a check it out once again. I'm going to link you guys the YouTube, uh, the YouTube special. Um, I'll, I'll leave you a link here through the so, so you could watch it through YouTube. Uh, and, uh, if you haven't watched this, this show originally aired. It was called, uh, it aired through by way of Sky Sports. It was called The Gloves Are Off. It originally aired in 2013. And, um, and this was a roundtable setup in which Joe Calzaghe... Roy Jones, Steve Collins, Richie Woodall, and Chris Eubank uh, end up sitting in a round table format. And uh, Johnny Nelson, who was a a famed cruiserweight uh, champion for several years, uh, he's the host of this uh, Gloves Are Off special. And he's hosted several specials that you could catch through this uh, Gloves Are Off format that Sky Sports puts out there, several videos out there. This one was dedicated to the super middleweights, and it was it was awesome. Uh, I saw it. I actually got behind it. I started it as I was maybe about a quarter of the way. I started it again just to make sure that I hadn't missed anything, and uh, and it was exciting. Let's check out who was there at the table, and and we'll even talk about maybe who should have been there and that wasn't. So, Richie Woodall is possibly the lesser known to American boxing fans, but I'm sure was well known to the hardcore boxing fans and even around the world. Uh, Richie Woodall ended up finishing his career with a 26-3 and record. Uh, 16 of those uh, victories came by way of knockout. Uh, He was a WBC super middleweight champion, and uh, that was his highest accomplishment. He lost, he actually faced one of the people, two of the people that were sitting there across from him or in that table with them, he faced Roy Jones at the 1988 Seoul Olympics, in which he lost to Roy Jones, and that loss ended up getting him in third place, uh, and and he was med- he medaled with the bronze medal. He walked away with the bronze medal in the 88 Seoul Olympics. Um, he retired after his loss. His last match was against another person that was sitting there at the table, and that being Joe Calzaghe. He challenged Joe Calzaghe for the WBO title, and he, he lost to Joe Calzaghe in a TKO loss in the 10th round, if I remember correctly. Uh, this happened in 2000, December of 2000, and uh, shortly after that fight, he announced his retirement so Richie Woodall 26 and 3 16 knockouts highest accomplishment was holding that WBC super middleweight championship and won the bronze medal at the 88 Seoul Olympics solid career by Richie Woodall let's move on to another uh, person that was there another one of the fighters that was there at the table Steve Collins Steve Collins had a solid solid career uh, 36 and 3 overall 21 knockouts he was the WBO middleweight and super middleweight champ. He beat Chris Eubank, who was one of the person, one of the people there at the table. He beat Chris Eubanks twice. Uh, he his fight with Joe Calzaghe was actually scheduled, and it fell through due to Steve Collins sustaining an injury just ten days prior to the fight. He sustains an injury, the fight's called off, and never got rescheduled. And both careers went a different direction. His fight with Roy Jones also was big talk. There was a lot of talk behind this fight taking place in, uh, in the 90s. Steve Collins has come out numerous times, including in this same special. He is angry and going at Roy Jones, uh, basically saying that Roy Jones ducked him. And it was so entertaining to see this because it kind of, uh, revived that fire, that flame inside of each one of these, uh, these, these legends, these fighters. Steve Collins numerous times has made the claim that Roy Jones ducked them, that he dodged them and avoided him. The fight where Roy Jones never materialized. Uh, he retired in 1997 with a 15 fight win streak. So, out of those people that are at the table, he fought Chris Eubank, and that was it. Uh, he, never, he never faced Woodall. Uh, he never got the chance to face Calzaghe, and his fight with Roy never materialized. So, awesome career by Steve Collins. If you've never seen him fight, check out some of his highlights. He's got awesome highlights. Richie Woodall also, long reach, uh, tall fighter, long reach, uses reach very well, good power in his hands. Richie Woodall was more of a banger, more like a Mickey Ward style fighter. Uh Sorry, Richie Woodall, right? Steve Collins I'm, I'm referring to was more of a Mickey Ward style fighter where he was more of a brawler. Uh Chris Eubank. Let's jump into Chris Eubank. The famed Chris Eubank, right? A lot of power, gritty, flamboyant, talked a lot. If you've ever known anything about Chris Eubank, he was, he almost... Talked so much that people started not liking him. At first, they liked him. They liked how outlandish, how outspoken he was, uh, so forth, and the showmanship. And then, kind of, people started turning on him towards the end of his career because of our midway to the midway point towards the latter part of his career. People kind of started getting tired of it. Um, nonetheless, solid, solid career. Chris Eubank, 45 wins, five defeats, two draws, 23 of those victories by way of knockout. He held the WBO middleweight title and held the WBO super middleweight title as well. He lost to Steve Collins twice, uh, who was there at the table. He lost to Joe Calzaghe, uh, that lost Joe Calzaghe, uh, Calzaghe obviously retired undefeated, right? Uh, Joe Calzaghe came out years later admitting that his fight against Chris Eubank was one of the hardest fights of his entire career. Uh, so kudos to Chris Eubank, right? That's a, that's a pat on the back because he gave him possibly the toughest matchup, uh, of his career. Uh, he has, uh, two famous fights against Nigel Ben. Uh, big sellout crowds, big hype behind those fights, uh, classic, classic fights with Nigel Ben. Uh, back-and-forth style fights he retired in 1998 after back-to-back defeats to then cruiserweight champ Carl Thompson and a uh, solid career overall Chris Eubank Next, let's dive into Roy Jones Jr., who was there, right? Roy Jones Jr. seems to be uh, quite possibly the bigger of, of the names, at least the most notorious, aside from Joe Calzaghe. Now, Roy Jones Jr. finished his career with a 66-9 and record, 47 of those victories by way of knockout. Uh, he was awarded a silver medal at the Seoul Olympics after the controversy that took place there at the Seoul Olympics where everybody saw him win, yet they award him the silver medal and gave it to the local fighter. Uh if you, if you don't know about the 1988 Seoul Olympics, as far as boxing is related and you, you don't know about this controversy that took place, uh, check it out, uh, do your research. I'll leave that to you so you could actually, uh, form your own opinion as to what took place there. Um, he turns pro. He beats Hopkins, uh, in where he said that he had a, a injured right hand, so his left hand was the only one that was being utilized throughout that fight. That was in 1993. He beats Hopkins and takes the middleweight IBF title. He beat James Tony in James Tony's prime, and uh, that was for the IBF super middleweight title. And that was a year later in 1994. Uh, he beats Mike McCallum in '96 um, for the vacant. Uh, Interim WBC light heavyweight title, so he's already moving up from super middleweight to the light heavyweight. Uh, Jones was soon upgraded to full champion by the WBC, so he wins the interim light heavyweight title by beating Mike McCallum. That was a vacant title, and he got upgraded to the full champion status by the WBC uh, when the uh, the former titleist Fabrice Tiozzo uh, moved up to cruiserweight, vacated the title. Roy Jones became the main WBC champion at light heavyweight. Um, He unified the WBC and WBA belt in 1998, those being the light heavyweight titles. Um, He became the undisputed light heavyweight champion, as well as the first to unify the WBA, WBC, IBF titles at that weight since 1983. So in 98. Fifteen years had gone by since somebody had become the undisputed Light heavyweight champion, and uh, and had since somebody had unified those titles. So again, nineteen ninety eight. That was before the four belt era. So that was the three belt era. He was the unified champ WBA, WBC, IBF. Uh, he is noted for holding the WBC, WBA, IBF, IBO, NABF, WBF, and IBA. Light heavyweight championships, a record seven belts at one time. So that's one of the one of the records that Roy Jones holds to date. Um, he beat John Ruiz, heavyweight John Ruiz, to capture the heavyweight title, and that happened in 2003. Roy Jones is notorious for that, for he was known for having gone from 154 pounds all the way to heavyweight and being the only fighter to have accomplished that. Uh, he became the first former middleweight title holder to win a heavyweight title in 106 years. So not only does he start his career at 154 and goes all the way to, to title at heavyweight, but he held his first title at middleweight division and in 106 years, that feat had not been accomplished. Roy Jones did it. Um, What else did Roy Jones do here? I mean, man, I got so many stats on Roy Jones. Um, Michael Spinks in 1985 had been the sole fighter to have claimed a major heavyweight championship in his first fight in the division. So Roy Jones accomplished something that had not been done Uh, before him or or that had been done before him 18 years prior to when he beat John Ruiz. In that 18-year span, nobody had done what he accomplished that night by beating John Ruiz uh, except for Michael Spinks. Michael Spinks ended up completing that feat in 1985 in which he challenges his first fight moving up in a weight division and ends up winning the fight and taking the title In that first fight at challenging at a new division, Roy Jones ended up accomplishing that feat in 2003. So not since 85 and Michael Spinks, uh, he was the only other fighter to do that at that time. He beat Richie Woodall, like we mentioned earlier, at the Seoul Olympics. He lost to Joe Calzaghe in 2008. His fight with Steve Collins never materialized and uh, he never fought Chris Eubank who was the other member there at the table. Uh, he retired on a four-fight win streak as a cruiserweight and retired in 2018, just a couple years ago. Uh, of course, that's been the talk, right? That Roy Jones actually fought way longer than he should have. Uh, most recently, obviously, we saw him, like I mentioned, with the uh, against Mike Tyson in the exhibition match. And uh, so Roy Jones just, wow, just pages and pages of stats. Uh, we could go on and on. Nonetheless, that's... That's who was sitting there at the table: Chris Eubank, Steve Collins, Richie Woodall, Roy Jones, and of course, last but not least, Joe Calzaghe. Forty-six and zero retires with a perfect record, thirty-two knockouts. He held the world championships in two weight classes, including unifying uh, with the WBC, WBA, W. WBA, WBC, IBF, WBO, and the ring magazine title. Uh, He was a linear super middleweight uh, champion. And he also held the ring light heavyweight title, which he ended up defending against uh, Bernard Hopkins and then Roy Jones, and then called it a day, retired after that. April 2008 is when you saw Calzaghe defeat Bernard Hopkins to win that ring light heavyweight championship by split, de- uh, de- split decision in his first ever fight in the United States. And then that later that same year, that was April of 08, later that same year, November of 2008, he defeats Roy Jones Jr. and retains the ring light heavyweight championship. His fight with Steve Collins should have happened, but it fell through. Like we mentioned earlier, where Steve Collins sustains an injury 10 days prior to the fight. And, um, he beat Richie Woodall in 2000. He beat Chris Eubank. He beats Roy Jones. And then he officially retires in 2009. Awesome career by Joe Calzaghe. Uh, who else should have been there at the table? It is mentioned at the beginning of the, of the, uh, the show, uh, they mentioned uh, Johnny Nelson mentions that Nigel Ben was also invited to, to be there, but did not show up. It was a no-show. He de- either he declines or he just didn't show up. Uh they mentioned that the way in, in, in which they they brought that up was that he was just enjoying his life outside of the ring and away from boxing. Uh so Nigel Ben should have been there and uh, and wasn't. Uh also an awesome career, awesome wars that he had against Chris Eubank. And and Steve Collins for that matter. Uh also James Tony, I feel like should have been there at Super Middleweight, but wasn't. They bring up James Tony's name in the in the doc or in the show. Uh Roy Jones actually brings him up. Uh and they're talking about him. James Tony should have been there. And if James Tony was there with Roy Jones and James Tony, this thing would have been off the hook to, uh, to have seen that. Nonetheless, super entertaining. I'll leave you a YouTube link so you guys could check it out. And, uh, it's a classic. And obviously we're around the corner from seeing, uh, Canelo against Callum Smith. And this is all because of the super middleweight division, right? So. I'm glad that I ran across this and and it's a perfect time to revisit what was and who were the names that were representing the super middleweight division back in uh, in the 90s and, uh, and even the 2000s, right? And now it seems like all that fire, all those uh, big names are starting to come back and we're starting to get some more excitement in that 168 division. So check this out. I'll leave you guys the link. Thank you guys for tuning in once again and uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Take care.